Welcome to the Black House, your conversational space that encourages faith, creativity, and most importantly, truth, as we transparently unpack the highs and the lows that comes with being a believer while embracing the kingdom of God. I am your host, Nikita. Thanks for tuning in. What is addiction? Google defines it as the fact or the condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. According to etymaline.com, I hope I said that right, I probably butchered it. The root word, addict comes from the Latin word addictus, which means to devote, sacrifice, sell out, betray, or abandon. Hi, everybody. My name is Nikita, and I am addicted to doing Christianity. Yes, you heard correctly. I am, well, I'm going to say was addicted to doing Christianity. And I am inviting you uh, with me on my journey of recovery (laughs) as I figure this out. The definition of doing is to perform, achieve, or complete. Studying a few 12 steps program, I decided that I no longer wanted to be high off the self-induced euphoric atmosphere created every time I checked off like mentally. You know, I was going down a list, checking out things that I thought um, validated me with my worldly thinking. I thought these things validated me as a Christian. I thought if I got enough things right or did enough things right, then that act alone reflected um my it validated me being a believer wrong let me paint a picture so on december 31st end of the year what do we do we flood the church we get hyped up you know it's a new year we going in the the men the you know the worship leaders and the pastor is up there on the stage, and it's just this it's this big entertaining show uh, that we like to call Watch Night. The New Year, just a few minutes or hours, depending on what time you made it, to Watch Night service. Um, it's just, you know, the New Year is right around the corner. We're all excited about the word that the pastor is about to tell us concerning the next year. We are naturally on fire with passion right we we are ready for this word that he's about to he or she um is about to share because it is going to give us an idea of what our new year supposed to be centered around it is how can i describe it a feeling it is a one of a kind feeling that won't come back it won't come back from that night. And what we do is we spend the remainder of the year chasing it, 
we're spending the remainder of the year chasing that feeling that we felt when we told when we were told what our word or our instructions for the new year was so we go into the new year pretty much intoxicated we're high off of this declaration this claim this prophecy if you will that our leader pastor you know whoever listened to it watch night has told us first peter five and eight it alerts us to be sober-minded because the devil this is how the the bible puts it it says that uh, be sober-minded because the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Because it is our human nature to do. Now, don't, don't forget what I told you the definition of doing was. Because it is in our human nature to do, we go into the new year uh, with a new word, right? Hyped. We are hyped up. We are amped up. We are intoxicated and ready to do whatever to feel like we felt uh, the night of the new, you know, the watch night. But we are doing it to we're doing things to feel to make us feel like we've met the mark, like we have fulfilled whatever word it was given to us. Right. Listen to me, friends. <laughs> God isn't pleased. His mind isn't blown because we have got these instructions and we are ready to just do, 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 do. But in fact, he sees us as addicts, right? Mind blown. I know it blew my mind when I got this revelation. He sees us as addicts and his heart is broken. Now, Romans 8 and 38, uh, Romans 8, 38 and 39, you know, I give this long uh Peter is going in, I'm sorry, Paul is going in and, you know, and talking to the Roman church and pretty much uh, reminding us, the readers of the word, that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And so I don't want to get the two misconstrued. Romans 8 and 38 and 39 tells us that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. So I'm not saying that God has turned away from us or that he doesn't love us anymore. No, I am saying that he isn't pleased. He isn't pleased. And parents or, you know, we're all children. We all have parents. When we have made a bad decision, our mom or dad, they don't stop loving us. They don't agree with the choice that we made. So they are not, they're not pleased with us. They don't stop loving us. They just don't agree because they, especially when they know that there was a better decision that we could have made or a better, you know, a better option. When they know the better option, they're not pleased with the the choices that we make. And so in return, what do they do? Nine times out of 10, they try to love us through it. No different from God. Because he loves us so much and he knows the better choice. He never shuts himself off from us, but instead, what does he do? He leaves the 99 to come chase down the one. Again, he sees us as addicts and he is not pleased, but he still loves us. It doesn't change who he has called us. 
It doesn't even change who he has created us to be. He sees the problem and it is his job to duty is his pleasure to fix it. He loves us enough that he sent Jesus, right? To die for us. Okay, let's take Mary and Martha in Luke uh, chapter 10. Martha Martha is working hard uh, to welcome Jesus to her home. You know, she's around the house busy and doing all of this. And Mary, on the other hand, is sitting at the feet of Jesus. She is sitting at his feet and she is listening, being the word being um, is defined as to exist, take place, or occur. And earlier, remember I said that doing meant uh, to perform, achieve, or complete. So you have two women who are both serving God in their own capacity, in their own understanding, uh, who without a doubt love Jesus. You know, this is a given. But yet and still, it was Mary who was seen as the one who chose the uh, God. Jesus said that uh, she chose the only thing worth being concerned about. Mary discovered it. And Jesus said because she did that, because because she had discovered, you know, what to prioritize, it wouldn't be taken away from her. Mary knew how to be. While Martha was busy doing, Mary was busy being. She knew how to exist. She was existing in the presence of God. She was taking up space. She was occurring. She was soaking up what he had to say, soaking up his glory. She was soaking up his presence, his his wisdom, his knowledge. Even, you know, even if she was just sitting at his feet, she was existing. And when I read, when I saw the difference between Mary and Martha, it blew my mind. It, I, and so, yeah, I just had to share. I, I, I couldn't let that revelation go. And it brought me to the point where I understood that I was Martha and Jesus needed me to be like Mary. Hebrews 11 and 6 it's a verse that we all know. I know I just said it earlier. It's a um, a verse that we know so well. You know, it said it's impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him. My problem, and I'm talking about me because I'm beating me up today. <laughs> My problem was that I was trying to please God with my actions. And I was so wrapped up in that, that I didn't realize that my faith, it was no longer in who he was in me, but who I thought I had to be to be seen as someone who was a believer. So on December 31st, 2022, I was sitting in Starbucks with my cousin, uh, Ree, and we both uh, decided that we didn't want a hype word for 2023. I remember telling her, "Re, I don't, I don't need no word for 2023. I'm just making room for God to be God. That's it." And in that moment, us unknowing, we went into because after we left Starbucks, we went our separate ways, and we called each other 
around 11 something or whatever we I was saying read I don't know what this feeling is it feels weird but I you know it's like but I'm cool with it I didn't understand that I was going into the moment that I decided that I didn't need a, a hype word from someone I didn't need uh, an instruction for a new year I didn't need to psych myself out with new mind new year uh, new me you know I didn't have to psych myself up with all that and I realized that I was going into a new year sober-minded and when we both caught on to that it blew our mind do you hear me our minds were blown we were like this what this feeling is we're going into a new year sober. We weren't doped up off of obligatory, meaning we wasn't, we were praising God in our own way, right? But it was, it wasn't like the shouting and the hooping and the hollering and the dancing and the, you know, that's followed by uh, the key, the music that is cued. And listen, I'm not against watch night service i'm not i'm just saying this is the revelation that i got and shift my perspective and this is where i am right now we went our separate ways uh sober-minded we went into the new year sober-minded and we went in willing to exist and take up space at the feet of jesus knowing and trusting that he was he would fill us in as we went on throughout the year which is no different from what mary did right it's no different. She sat at the feet of Jesus while Martha did all the work. And in return, he said that Mary, she had fixed, like she she knew what they want. She prioritized it. She chose the only thing that was worth being concerned about. I was listening to um Midnight Miracle, Dave Chappelle and Yasin Bay, most of. Uh, and as I was listening to it, listening to their podcast. Most Def made a statement, and he said that it's terrible to pretend to be something that you are not. But it's worse to pretend to not be something that you truly are. That stuck with me. I'm, it, it has stuck with me, and shifted my perspective on what I consider a believer and so I started studying the 12 steps program you know uh when you go into <laughs> alcohol anonymous or ANA I think that's what it stands for addiction you know when you're there for addiction and 12 step programs are uh intentional mutual aid program supporting recovery from substance addiction behavioral addiction and compulsion and with studying that i learned that the first step is admitting that you can't control your addiction now in the beginning what did i say hi i'm nikita and i am addicted to doing christianity i was basically saying for the past However long, many years, I have been addicted to performing, achieve, achieving, and completing tasks 
that reflected Christianity in my eyes. I thought that if I, for the longest, with my carnal thinking, (laughs) I have thought that if I did enough of the right things, or if I said enough of the right things, then surely I would be seen as a a devoted Christian. Wrong. So I'm going to be transparent because that's what happens when you go to rehab, right? You have to be honest so that you can get the help. The first step is admitting. I am going to be transparent. One of the things that I had to question is when God gave me this revelation about being and doing and how doing was equivalent to like doing Christianity was equivalent to getting high. Listen, I'm one of them saints that he has to make it creative and he has to paint a picture for me. And that's the picture that he painted. Okay. Say you doing Christianity, you not being You're not being you. Being a believer looks like Peter asking if he can come and walk on the water. Being a believer looks like uh, the woman with the issue of blood touching, just trying to get to the, the, the hem of Jesus' garment. Being a believer looks like the woman at the well that Jesus had to say, girl, them ain't your husband in your house. You know, like... But she was her. She was she she didn't try to fix herself up. She didn't any of that. That's what being a Christian, being a believer of Christ, that's what it looks like. It looks like you showing up as you existing in the presence of God and allowing him to work out the kinks. So back to me being transparent, I decided uh that I would practice abstinence and I did it (laughs) and when I did it oh my I wore you're talking about pride oh I was so pride and God had to tear that down but he had to tear it down to show me I, I love you regardless of the mistakes you made so don't hold that over people's head because I was judgmental I was prideful I was excited to be able to tell somebody, oh, I haven't had, I haven't, I've practiced abstinence for five years. I haven't, mm-mm. And it was this smug attitude that I had when anyone else that I felt like were, how can I put it? They were just having sex. Said, you know, one mayor has been having sex and here I am, not mayor, and decided that I wasn't, you know, I'm saving myself for my husband. And I'm this, listen, that was a great decision that I made. But we're talking about me, a whole mom with no husband. Kobe did not, he did not come out of thin air, okay? No, I had to be doing something. So how was I able to not or act as if I didn't understand, I was above understanding the struggle that they were going through or above understanding where they were? And, you know, and judge them. How? It wasn't the decision that I made. It was the reasoning behind the decision that I made and what came with it. I thought if I made that decision, because if I'm being honest, I thought it once I, because I made that decision, I was one up on anybody who didn't. 
I was one up on the next person who said that they was a believer but was still having sex and still doing this and still doing that because I felt like my actions had changed. I was more of a Christian than the next person. Lies. I was knee deep in being addicted to doing Christianity. I said that to say, listen, that was my trans that was my transparent moment. And I I am grateful that God showed me me. And write this note down. Listen, whenever God gives you something, any type of word to minister, to teach, to anything, he's gonna make sure that you see he he's gonna you're gonna feel it first, is what I have learned. And before I can even get on here and talk about, you know, the extremes of doing Christianity versus being a Christian and just reflecting the love of God and showing up as you are and allow him to work out, you know, the issues. Uh, Before I can even get on here and talk about it, he had to, I had to walk it out. And it didn't feel good walking out because I found myself repenting. I found myself wanting to apologize. (laughs) Like I wanted to go and apologize to so many people because I had with my tongue speaking Jesus Bible tone with my high and mighty self. I was around here passing judgment. I was looking down on people. I wasn't reflecting the love of Christ. No, I was around here playing judge and juror, putting people in heaven and hell based off their actions and based off the fact that I wasn't doing X, Y, Z anymore. No, with my high and mighty self, I was acting as if I was above sin and as if I wasn't one sin or one thought away from someone looking at me the same way that I was looking at other people. I know what that felt like, and I, I some kind of way got sanctified and saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and forgot what it felt like and forgot what Jesus was sent here for in the first place. In reality, when we going to be all the way 100 and honest, half of the time, majority of the time you more upset with what that person is doing like how you come up you love god and you doing they're living out their truth and you really want to be doing it but because you doing christianity and you want to look a certain way you won't and so you get mad we get mad at somebody else who is living out their truth and allowing god to do the work in them they are just existing They're just being in his presence. They're not trying to, you know, sit up on no high and mighty cloud and be the God and be baby Jesus that sits high and look low. No, they're just being them. And God is okay with it. God is, he, look, he ain't pleased with the action they're making. But he's, he, listen, he is working on them, all of us. And so, I had to learn that I was walking around here strung out and bitter off doing Christianity because I was making the choice to do Christianity and not just be a Christian with my flaws and everything. No matter what nobody, you know, how they looked at me or whatever, you know, just no, just show up and be you. 
you are the moment you confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you operate on a whole nother level in the first place. But the devil has he's 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 prowling around looking for someone who he can devour. And he's defeating us because we are intoxicated. We are getting high off of our own supply. And what I mean by our own supply, I mean we're getting high off our own faith. We so busy trying to do it that we're not being who God has called us to be. And we can't be it if we're not allowing him to break down the things that we, we're afraid to even admit that we're thinking or doing. We have to admit it first. In order, you know, for the help, in order for him to help us, we have to admit that there is a problem. We have to admit, okay, God, and this just me being honest, God, listen, I chose not to have sex. Now, this was then, I'm talking, like, now I'm, I'm cool. But then it's like, God, I chose not to have sex. But why am I really not doing it? He asked me that question. Why are you not, why are you deciding not to have sex? And I had to honestly say that I had decided to stop having sex, you know, before I got married because I thought it made me a better Christian. (laughs) And that was me being honest. I wasn't doing it to honor God. I was doing it to honor me. I was putting me on a pedestal. I wasn't doing it unto God. And if we honest, a lot of times we don't even worship unto God. We worship out of obligation. We read the Bible instead of the word out of obligation. We, 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 we be wanting to do, be doing something else, but we're doing it because if we don't do it, we think people going to look at us weird or, or, or check us wrong. Just be you. Be who God created you to be and allow him to work out the kinks. Father God, In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for creating us as we are. Lord, you have called us fearlessly and wonderfully. Oh, Father God, you have told us that there is nothing that can separate us from your love. God, today, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the strength, the peace, and the wisdom to be your children. God, tear down every false idol. Tear down every lie that we have told ourselves that the enemy has told us to make us feel like that we have to be busy doing stuff to prove that we are yours and that you are our lord reconstruct our thinking when it comes to pleasing you lord help us to be uh have the heart posture to just sit and to exist and to come to you with our weariness and to come to you with our mistakes and our flaws and to give it to you for your glory and your identity in exchange. God, I renounce the spirit of anxiety and anxiousness, oh Father God. Let us be anxious about nothing, but Lord, let us come to you in prayer, Lord, and ask for the things that we feel like we are lacking. God, help us to admit our faults. Help us to Admit that we need your help. Help us to admit, oh Father God, that we are absolutely nothing without you. Help us to not only admit it, but to accept it and also accept the love that comes along with it. Your love, your agape, unconditional love. In Jesus' name, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Black House. Um, where I was able to be transparent 
And I hope this encouraged you to also be transparent with where you are in Christ. Be transparent with uh, how you see things. Be transparent and admit it to God. Go with him with your flaws. It's not like he don't know and see them anyway already. He is ready and willing to help you get to the next step. But you can't get there if you're stuck in an illusion uh, pretending to be something that you are not. So give it over to him and let him help. And we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Why? Because God said so. He said that we were more than conquerors. He said that we were above and not beneath. He said that we were the head and not the tail. He has said all of these good things about us and he meant it. He just, you know, putting in a little extra work to make sure that we get there. So I am grateful for this platform and I am thankful for you listening. Have a good night.